Oh, is this true. where I say stop recording, damn it? Not yet. Not yet. Wait, wait about an hour. Yeah. Okay. okay. At least a little bit. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome. This is the hit factor. As Jeff mentioned earlier, we are. I don't know what we are. I don't know why I said we are. You ever? You guys ever do that? Like you, like you start a sentence, and then you don't actually have anything to finish that sentence. Is that just me? It's usually just when I'm talking to myself, not. Not other people. <laughs> not, other, not on a public platform like this? Well, <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. I'm usually not like, hey, Jeremy, I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just kind of special like that. Uh, that's, what can I say? Uh, but I finished it. I did it. I got it all fit in the, in the screen. Uh, so for here's, the, uh, here's. Yeah, for the audio peeps. Uh, Jeremy is just holding a rifle over his head. Oh yeah, the audio people, y'all can't see it. Here, look, they can hear the action. Oh they god, can hear all that going. Oh man, that's uh, do it again, right? Do it it's again. like it's an antique, just like his pistols. Uh, <laughs> no, so it's it's uh, 280 AI. Um, I got the Leopold Mark V on top, the Atlas bipod with the Arca. Swiss mount so that I can take that off and put that on a tripod if I want to. Uh, I did a bunch of machining. You probably can't see it, but I did a machining on the action to try to lighten it up a bit. Uh, Cerakoted the action and trigger tech trigger. What else? Oh, uh, preferred carbon fiber barrel, which is cool. I don't. I think mm. I don't really know if it gives me a whole lot of performance advantages, but I was like, that just looks cool, so I want it exactly. Uh, I will say this. So I did shoot it for the first time uh, this last Saturday and I put like 50 rounds through it and the carbon fiber stay. I was surprised because I was shooting it fairly quickly. Like I was surprised how cool that barrel stayed. Uh, mm. now I've ne I haven't ever owned like a big fat bull barrel uh, steel rifle before. So maybe, a, maybe one of those would have stayed just as cool. But it was, I was fairly like, like 20 rounds in like under 10 minutes and like I could still just grab it by the barrel, which a normal hunting rifle, like you couldn't do that. Uh, nice. It got, it's like this barrel apparently is, is fast because I was getting close to 3,300 foot a second out of 150 grain quantity uh, ELDX. So like that's, that's high that's better than seven mag velocities out of a yeah. non-magnum cartridge um so and, and this is for your mule deer hunt yeah that's that's mainly what i have it for it's set up to be a yeah western big game type rifle may shoot some prs if i can get it in and i can learn to shoot a rifle a little better because i kind of suck with the rifle um but but yeah, it was it was fun. I got a new lab radar chronograph to use. They're cool, with it. aren't they? And I'm pretty impressed. Like I was a little skeptical. Like there's a bunch of reviews of like people like having kind of problems with the lab radar and stuff. But I I think those reviews, like I mean, maybe they put out some bad products like that. Like that may be very well put part of it. But I'm guessing some of those people couldn't like they just weren't quite intuitive enough to set it up correctly like you kind of have to aim the yeah. machine and you gotta like 
you got to input like so that it reads the right sort of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dude, I feel like that's like half of internet reviews is yeah. just due to incompetence. I I also have a vibrator. I like it a lot. The only thing I found out that I didn't like was that it appears to eat batteries really fast when it's just like shut off and in storage. So I just started using one of the little rechargeable packs for it. Yeah, I didn't even mess with. Uh, I didn't mess at all with like putting double A's in it. I have like a a, a power source. Uh, actually, somebody had given it to me for Christmas. I wasn't using it at all because my iPhone. I never run out of battery in it during the day so i wasn't i was like oh i've got this and so i got it out i don't even know what brand it is and i plugged it in and it worked and it's like i was i don't know i had it I had it running for over an hour and it used like five percent of that thing so i was like okay that seems i mean it's a little bit of a pain like i mean that is a little bit of a pain that i have to carry around an extra battery source and then have to plug it in like when i'm there but like it works like it gives me so much battery power it's like well that's cool uh, you download the app for your phone also? I did like not. Trigger. I didn't mess with that. Um, the My biggest problem with it, which I, maybe there's something more for me to figure out, is that to to put a new string in, I basically had to, like, I had to pull my USB card and put it back in, and then I could select to add a new string. And there might be something. I w- that was kind of – I thought I had it figured out before I went out there, but I had to – It was that was my solution – on the ground and I didn't have time to mess with it. So, uh, but I didn't write down a single, a single velocity or anything like that was on while I was shooting. Um, and I got home and all that stuff was there. So I was able to collect it all. Um, mm. it's pretty cool that it gives you, like it calculates your average for that string. Like if you go ahead and separate your different loads into different strings, it'll give you your averages, your standard deviation, your extreme spread, like, It'll it'll give you your velocity out to a hundred yards, uh, like in like you can you can choose five different distances from basically right at the muzzle to all the way to a hundred yards, and you can it'll tell you what your your velocity is there. Dang, um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to play with that uh, and see see how it works. Heck yeah. Yeah, download the phone app. <clears throat> it makes like starting new strings and stuff a lot easier in my experience. Does it? So does you? Can you interface? Like, does it Bluetooth with your phone, and then what you put in your phone, it changes what's going on in the in the. Yeah, actual you, like unit? you like you can hit the trigger button and stuff from it. Oh, okay. Phone. That's cool. I'll have to I'll have to download that. I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure if it had like if the app in it was any good or not. Um, I I kind of want being a kind of small company. I wondered, um, but yeah, I'll definitely download it. Jared, what were you saying about this person in the Discord? Their stuff wasn't legal. Uh, yeah, I, I commented on his post actually. I don't, I don't think his new belt rig is legal. I'm pretty sure the leg strap is a no go. Oh yeah. Uh, if I remember right, that classifies as a tie down rig in the rule book, which is a no go. I uh, could be wrong but I'm pretty sure he's going to catch flack on that. And then odds are with a holster on an ELS like that, it's probably going to be too wide, probably too far from the belt, but I can't tell for sure from the picture. That does look a long ways from the belt. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good catch there. You're so wise. 
Well, that was actually a question on my RO test. There you go. There's good value in that. Nice. All right. Um, so, okay, okay. So we had a couple of questions. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got a question before you get to that. If you guys okay. have somebody that comes to a match and they have their holster tied down, like what is your general reaction to that? Uh, let them shoot the entire match and then tell them at the end that, hey, if you go shoot any bigger matches, like, I don't think that's legal. Make sure you're in compliance. Be like, hey, hope you enjoyed that match because your score doesn't count. I'm throwing it out. <laughs> I'm not throwing their score out. I'm not, the, I'm not the RO with that match. I'm not throwing their score out. I just, I'll just tell them so they know. It, it's the same difference if someone's gun is too low or something. Like, I won't tell them when they're, like, shooting because I don't want to distract them with something that doesn't matter. But I'll make sure they know so that, you know, newer, it's generally newer shooters. And the last thing you want is some newer shooter to never get told, like, hey, I don't think that's okay. And then go to an area match and their gun be, you know, a quarter inch too low and they get shoot for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and that's actually, I mean, you're kind of what you said, like, that you, I, when I see that, I'm just like, okay, this person's new to the sport. Like, they just, they don't have any experience in the sport. Uh because nobody runs a like a tie down. Rig. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that they're new to the sport, but I mean, some people just like to play the tactical game, and yeah, that's like my other come, reaction. They yeah. like to come play the USPSA, which is totally fine. And quite honestly, at local matches, I'm not running the match generally, so I don't really care. Like, it's not. I don't Fair. think it makes a difference. I think it's one of those old rules that comes from like old days of like leather holsters being tied to your leg to make them really firm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters, but it's important to make sure people are at least aware just in case. Yeah. So I if l- you show up to our stage at Ozarks classic, Jared, is going to DQ you. Nope. I'm going to tell you before you shoot so you can fix it. What if he's already what shot other stages? I don't know what else he's shot. Not my problem. That's true. Good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I do. I do like the concept of using like local matches as practice. Like for yeah. like, even if like, if you're not, if you're not coming to be like a competitor, uh, like, but you're, you, like you, you are a tactical guy. Like you, you carry a gun, uh, regularly or you work in law enforcement or military or anything like that. Like I love the idea of like coming and using, using a match like a local match especially as practice uh just to put you in different shooting environments that you don't not normally going to see um so i'd love to see that well it's it's i don't like calling a match like even a local match practice for like us guys that are serious about uspsa but in the same way it's practice for us in a way of it's a little higher level of pressure on your gear like if Mm -hmm. something is not going to work it's not going to work at the local match. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're yeah. testing out a new, new firearm or new load or, or new mag pouches or whatever, that's where you're going to find out whether that works for you or not. Yeah. So dude, the if, same way. If a, if a, a primer test. is not going to pop, it's not going to pop at a match. So go to matches, see if those primers are going to pop. Yeah. I mean, like I'm kind of, I'm in a little bit the same boat, like with like, like PRS, I haven't shot one, uh, but like if I take this rifle that I just showed like to a PRS match, like I'm just this redneck hick uh, 
that's out there like just wanting to take his hunting rifle and just like see if i can hit anything from these weird awkward positions that i like like it's just like it's it's sure practice just to put me in that sort of situation uh, and i think that's yeah. the exact same thing for somebody that's uh law enforcement military just your general concealed carry guy that shows up to a, a usbsa local well, one of the most valuable parts of that whether it be a prs match and you go out do it or you know a cop comes to a uspsa match or something like you don't know what you don't know and to see what is actually possible like yeah. what competitors are doing with the equipment like you know how fast they're shooting how accurate they're shooting or like how quickly and accurately the prs guys are like ranging and hitting targets and stuff like once you see it you know it's possible it's far easier for you to get there once you know it's possible yeah 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 i was on a uh a site today i was look. i can't remember what i was looking for but like they had a you know how uh is it casey that has the uh the dry fire banners no it's somebody else that does the dry fire banners mm-hmm. um but there's but there's there's one for like these I was like, how are these PRS guys like are they dry firing? Like what's going on with that? Well no, like they have these banners that you like hang up on your wall and apparently you can put like a little cover on the end of your scope that gives a small like a small hole to it. And then you put these these banners that basically have a picture of terrain in it and little tiny pictures of steel targets at simulating different distances and like right. you hang it on your wall like twelve feet away and you just build some sort of barricade in your house and you set your par timer up and you like got to practice getting in getting in and out of positions like it's like that's genius it's awesome uh it's like i want to it's like 120 bucks it's like okay do i really want to do i really want to spend that money uh for this even though i don't want to get into that sport like seriously <laughs> but it's but like, so oh, are the better. targets on that are the targets on that banner like the size of a like needle tip or something they got to be pretty small. I don't, I mean, I mean, I was only looking at it like on a computer screen and like it was like a thumbnail on a computer screen. And I saw a video of it kind of, but the video doesn't really kind of give you relative size to it. That's interesting. Um, but it's designed to hang out. I think it said it was designed to hang up like 12 feet away from you. So it has wow. to be, like, I don't, I don't know how that works as far as like getting your scope to focus on it and stuff. I, yeah. Cause like, most of them, like mine, goes down to like uh, seventy-five yards. Um, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, but it sounds like it sounds like you need to upgrade your scope. A Leopold Mark Five. Yeah, if it only goes down to seventy-five yards, you're not gonna be able to dry fire well with that. You should probably buy a new one. Yeah, that one's a piece of junk. I should get something <laughs> else. I'm sure. Uh. Luckily, I can like I can actually dry fire, like I can dry fire legit targets at six hundred yards at my back porch, so I can dry fire outside with it if I want to, um, which actually I'm probably gonna start. But, but yeah, so nice. where are we going with that? I don't know where we're going, but otherwise, like if we have any listeners that listen to the show and like you like you have not been to a match or like or or maybe you've only been to one or two, but you don't want to go back because you got made fun of or something like, man, screw that. Like, mm. just go back, like use it as practice, use it as a, a good way to get familiar with your carry gear, your duty gear, whatever it is. Uh, like you're yeah. only going to get better by going to matches. Uh, and, and that's only going to drive you to want to practice more. Like, at least for me, like, I don't know how you guys are, but like my motivation ramps up so much higher when I know I have a match coming up. 
Like it's yeah. it's tough, or even if I know if I'm gonna go like live fire, like it's tough to just dry fire, just in autonomy. Like I don't know how Jay does it. Like that dude, like, like just like he just eats up the dry fire, but like almost without <laughs> like, with no live fire, it's like the like he's got to be like there's something not right there. Like there's something. Well, dude, he like freaking meditates his way through a match too. So. I am not. He like shoots whole matches. He shoots whole matches in his head. That's that's impressive. Like I don't. I just I just meditate. I just meditate through the picture of margaritas. Mm -hmm. That's that sounds like a good time. That sounds much better. All right, Jeff. We got questions, right? Yeah, we have some questions that are not about PRS rifles. I mean, you can answer it however you want. I want to do a crossover PRS USPSA match. Uh, they do. I, uh, I don't think it's quite like that. There's like this sniper match out in yeah Montana or something where you have to like it's like a two person team that's use mm-hmm. both pistol and rifle. But yeah, I don't. I think the pistol portion's a little yeah from what I've seen. I think it's very basic pistol. In fact, I think it's more important that someone's just carrying a pistol than actually shooting it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is uh, Calumet 15. Got to make it nice. busy. Yeah, my, my, glass is, my glass is empty, but I, I had uh, V8 and juice in it. It was like you know there's a crypto juice. There's a town in Oklahoma called Calumet. Really? Yep. I did not. There is. I wonder how it's they fun. pronounce it. I don't know. How would they pronounce it? Calumet? I would guess that it's, well, it's Oklahoma. It's not France. So, Calumet is how I would guess they would say it. Calumet? <laughs> or K-Lumet. 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 That's K-Lumet. K-Lumet. K-Lumet? That's how, yeah, that's what I would guess how they would pronounce it. Okay. Um, I am actually drinking some Johnny Walker Blue Label. Yeah. Um, okay. Question. Some of these are probably ones we should have, or at least this first one is maybe someone we should have thought about beforehand. But it is our oldest question, so we should answer it. Okay. Not sure if this is covered before, but any advice for shooting your first area slash national match and anything that you should do that you may not know beforehand? Should do. I don't understand that last part. I would assume by that he's talking like maybe he doesn't know to get there early to walk the stages or that kind of thing. Good answer, Jared. But... So the first thing I would tell you, you're going to your first like area match, assuming that you've at least shot like the state matches and stuff, like don't build it up as anything different. It's still USPSA. It's it might be more stages, they might be better constructed, but at the end of the day, the shooting should be in line with the type of shooting you're used to. Obviously different matches are different flavors. Um your if your first time don't print out the matchbook and try to make plans before you get there. Like get there early the day before walk the stages, check stuff out. Uh, probably the biggest thing you might not have really ran into much that you'll want to see is get there 
the day, hopefully when people are shooting the day before. So if there's any like odd swingers or activators or something, you can kind of see what they look like. I mean, that's the biggest thing I would recommend. Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, the the thing I would kind of caution with that is, um, and and this is a this is a personal preference. So this, I mean, this guy's first first big match, so he's not gonna know. Um, but don't spend the entire day before, like like I'm just thinking of like Area Three in August in uh, Nebraska, what Grand Island, Nebraska. Like it's super hot, like super humid. Like, yeah. don't go there and plan on spending eight or nine hours looking at and analyzing every single angle on every single stage the entire day before it. Like, yeah. try to figure out the stages, like, like get there, like, walk through the stages as best you can. Uh, if there's some that you're like, okay, I need to, I need to spend a little bit of time and figure out this stage, like, it's a little bit harder, then, then do that. Um, but don't don't spend so much time that you like wear yourself out before the match has even started. Uh, I did that a lot when I was like first going to major matches. Like I would spend like, like I would get everything dialed in like and spend like hours on every stage, like at least an hour, like on almost every stage. And jeez, you, you brought I would, something. I would, I would avoid that. You kind of remind me of something that I personally do too. Like, say nationals, which is like three or four days or whatever. Like, I'll generally I'll walk all the stages, like kind of look over all of them. But I'll walk the stages I'm shooting the next day last, so they're the freshest ones in my mind. Like, I'll walk through, like say it's like three zones, and I'm starting on zone two. Like, I'll walk like three, one, and then walk through two, and like check yeah. them out. And I might walk two before that, but I'm going to finish like on what I'm starting the next day, unless there's just nothing complicated that matters there. But I want that fresh. I don't want to be thinking about something I'm shooting in three days. Like I'll worry about that closer to time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, you done Jeremy? Uh, I got, I got another thing. Okay. I didn't know if you had anything, Jeff, but uh, like, I have a, I mean, for me, like I've been to enough matches that it's a mental checklist, but I basically have like a, a bare essentials. Like I have to have this with me to, to be able to shoot the match. So like gun belt magazines, ammo, uh, eye and ear protection, like those things I have to have. So like, that's a checklist that like, like if you haven't been it like before, like you maybe need to write that down and there might be some more stuff that you need to have. Like if you need to have like water, Gatorade, like snacks, like whatever, whatever it is you need to have. But like, like if it's your first one, write that stuff down, like make an actual list, like, and then that way, like you're not like stressing, like, do I have everything I need? Like, just go ahead and write it down like a couple of weeks ahead of time. Hey, this is the stuff I need for this match. And, and then they know you, that way, you know, you got the list, you can go through a checklist, like take the stress out of it. Um, don't be loading your ammo the night before the match. I've done that tons of times. Uh, but like, I mean, like we've probably all done that, but like for me, like big matches, I want to reduce as much stress around that match as I possibly can. Like that's like the, the couple nights before it, like my whole plan is to reduce stress. So that means being prepared early before the night before 
So have have mm-hmm. whatever gear you need to have packed up before the night before, like so that you like you've already been through your checklist, you got all your match ammo's loaded. Uh, do all that stuff ahead of time so that you're not trying to scramble like the night before staying up super late and then you're like yeah. crap did I forget something yeah. <clears throat> I'm talking about having your gear ready like a good example on that like personally like I keep the stool I use and like my shooting shoes just in my car like they're always yeah. in there so when I'm packing up for a match and I, I actually bring that stuff back out of my car and put all my gear together in the front room to verify that I ha- you know make sure I have everything like oh belt inner belt Guns, mags, you know, like, oh, I don't need my practice mags, just my match mags, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so the whole checklist and and preparation thing, that's a really big thing for me. Um, I want to make sure that I'm not going to get beat at the match for something that's not shooting related. So paying attention to all those little things it comes to cleaning my gun, like I clean my gun and make sure my magazines are clean and everything, like the practice before my last practice, right? Like I want to go practice on a, like a clean gun and clean it and everything's real clean. I want to go practice on it one last time before I go to the match. Um, make sure everything's perfect. Make sure I didn't put a spring in my gun wrong and it's not going to go off because I have done that. Like showed up to a match, gone to the hotel, cleaned my gun. And the first stage the next day, like my gun doesn't pop a primer. Um, that's happened to me. So since that time, I clean the gun, I go practice, and then I go to the match. Um, so that's a big thing. I want to make sure there's not not any hiccups that are going to lose me a stage or lose me a match or lose me time. Um, so I spend a lot of time going through all that stuff. Um Another thing, um, I I'm, everybody's a little different, so I, you just gotta kind of know your yourself on this. Um, but I don't know, just kind of it's just kind of a accumulation of of everything that they've said about showing up to the match early, walking the stages, um, looking at the ones you're gonna shoot the next day last, so they're more fresh on your mind. However. Don't show up and only give yourself 30 minutes or an hour to walk all the stages either because mm. you may run into something like like Area 3 the last couple of years where there's a memory stage that is literally impossible to do anything with in 30 minutes. Um, and you might need a piece of paper to be right <laughs> shit out. Um, so I'm not saying that you should write all the stages out, but having that option, if you come across one like that, that's unreasonably difficult, uh, you might need it. You might need to write something out and you might need to spend two hours on it. So even if you don't use all that time, give yourself that time. Uh, you know, if you show up, you walk them all, no problem. Cool. Go to the hotel. Uh, but give your, give yourself some wiggle room for sure. Go to the bar, not the hotel. Yeah. Go to the bar. Um, I think those are the main ones for me. I I really like the checklist. I haven't actually made a checklist, but every time I go to a match, I wish I had. So, <laughs> you, you you talking about uh, practicing with a clean gun the day before also reminded me of something that I also like to do, 
and before any before I leave town for any major, I will zero my gun at either the last practice or if I don't like if I can't if I can't zero if I didn't zero didn't practice that week or something, I will at least go confirm zero on my gun before I leave. And I've honestly I've never that I can think of I've never had iron sights move on me. Which is a comfort thing. Like I know the gun will hit where I'm looking. Now, when you're shooting with a dot, it's it's absolutely important that you confirm zero on the dot before every you know major yeah. match. But I think that's yeah. a good comfort thing, especially if you're traveling out of town. Like you don't want to be thinking your gun's missing or something when you get there. Yeah, and uh, as as far as like actually showing up and shooting like your first big match like that, like it is. It's just going to be really nerve-wracking. I can't really give you, like, a strategy or anything that's going to make your first big match like that not nerve-wracking. But I guess kind of like Jared said, like, try try to think of it as, like, not a big match. You know, that's not a terrible strategy. I don't think it really worked, but you could try it. I mean, I well, my advice is to like try to embrace that nervousness. Like that's why you're going to that match. Like yeah. you want, like you're there because you want because it is a big match. You want that feeling. So when you start getting nervous, you start getting shaky. Like, I mean, like I, like that doesn't go away. At least for me, it doesn't. Uh, especially at like a nationals type deal, uh, it often doesn't go away. For I mean, it, like I can go through a whole day of the match and it doesn't go away. Sometimes it goes away quick, but yeah. like. But you're there for that feeling, like you're like. Otherwise, you would just shoot in practice, like so. That's that's what you're there for. Yeah, that is the like addictive feeling that keeps you coming back for sure. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing I would say, like, and this is, I don't know if this is appropriate advice here. Maybe this is more about how you break down a stage. But if you're new to it, like in this, you're like your first match don't walk up to a stage and immediately start making a plan. Like if you can get on the stage first, go walk and count all the targets. Like, like make sure like do the targets that you think you're seeing, does that match what's in the matchbook? Does that match what's in the actual, well, the matchbook can be wrong, but does that match what's on the actual stage? Cause normally that stuff's like printed and posted uh, where you can see it on the actual stage. Like, are you finding the r- right number of targets? Because the worst thing you want to do is come up with a plan. I've got a great plan. Oh, there's two targets that are hidden over here that completely throw off my reloads. Like if you're a low cap division and now I'm totally screwed. I don't have a plan well, anymore. I think that kind of goes with like the basics of like stage planning though. No, yeah. like know where all the targets are and know everywhere you have to go on the stage before yeah. you can start planning on how you're going to do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think I feel like we just keep coming up with stuff, but um, in preparation, like getting your gear ready and everything, um, make sure nothing's loose. Go through your belt. Make sure all your mag pouches are tight. Uh, make sure nothing's moving around. Um, things like that. If you have a shooting a nineteen eleven, make sure those grip screws are tight. Um, check all that stuff. All that stuff that is gonna it's going to screw up a stage for you and you're going to have to correct it afterwards. Like check all that stuff. Don't, don't let someone beat you because they showed up more prepared than you and aren't a better shooter than you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely have gear that runs. Uh, the worst thing is having stuff that doesn't freaking work. Like 
Yeah. That's yeah. the worst thing. Uh, so have your, have your stuff that works. If something breaks, breaks, like, hey, that like that happens. But, like, <laughs> don't – if you know something doesn't work and you just didn't do something about it, mm-hmm. don't do that. If the gun didn't work last week, don't take it next week and expect it to work without doing yeah. anything in between. And yeah. I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but I have heard of people that are, like, good shooters, M-class shooters, showing up to area matches – not having case gauge or maybe plunked any of their ammunition. Um, check your ammunition. Make sure it's going to fit in your gun. Uh, don't leave that to chance. Check every bullet you're going to shoot at the match. Check it. That should be a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, if you're, go- if you're traveling to a major match and you don't own a hundo, buy a hundo. Like, here's my Ben Seger Pro Shop. Like, uh advertisement here like buy their hundo uh they have a little stand that goes with it which is it's like a 3d printed stand buy one of those because it makes your life easier it's it's a lot nicer um with one of those um it is worth the money like you can buy the single gauge stuff and yes you can do it with that you can pull your barrel out you can do it with that most likely the hundo is going to be tighter tolerances than your barrel is um so it's gonna it's gonna pull out pickier stuff than what, what you'll get from your barrel, which is what you want when you're case gauging. You kind of want to be yeah. picky about that. You can always put the stuff that doesn't gauge in your practice ammo. Um, but yeah, don't, yeah. don't leave home without that. I'd say with a hundo out of say a hundred rounds that fail the hundo, 99 of them will fire in my gun. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. One, uh, I know Jeremy was asking us beforehand if we have any like uh, reloading mishaps. One of my mishaps, it's not really a mishap, it's just like, I don't know, by chance, stupidity, I don't know. Um, one year, I went to load a bunch of rounds off season, and sometime during that, my resizing die went bad. Um, so. And it didn't have many rounds on it. I only had like 10,000 rounds loaded on that die. It was like a new oh, wow. Dylan. It was a new Dylan die. And uh, yeah, so it it went bad or it was oversized or whatever. But when I went to start case gauging as the, the season came around, like half, half of everything pretty much wouldn't case gauge. Oh, and I was having, like I just pulled my gun out of the bag, how I left it a couple months ago. And it wouldn't run. Like, I couldn't get anything to run. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I went to, like, club matches. My gun wouldn't run. It was embarrassing. (laughs) Um, But I was, like, changing depth and working on my extractor and, like, filing edges. Just trying to figure out what was going on. Um, Yeah. It it was a mess. And I ended up just getting a, a new resizer. It fixed everything. And my gun ran perfect. Yeah, and with if you don't gaze gauge, you will not find that out ahead of time. Yeah. Yep. You don't. You don't want to find that out later. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think that gives the guy a good like. If he does all of those things, like he's got a good i like, he's got a good chance to shoot to his, give his self the best chance to shoot to his potential. Yep, and you'll have fun if you're a little calmer. 
you'll have more fun if you're a little calmer and not stressed out too much. Yeah, cool. I feel like I want. I feel like we should at least mention something about hydration. Like, like if it's a hot match, like hydrate, eat eat something decent. Uh, like if you're super nervous and you don't want to eat, like at least get some fluids in you. Like try to bring snacks to eat throughout the day. Uh, oh, here's okay. Actually, I do have one more. Like oh, we got to stop, but I do have one more. Like <laughs> we've talked about this before, but like if you go and they have like a big, like it's like you're shooting all day. And they have like this massive barbecue lunch that you can eat, eat for lunch. Eat all the lunch. Eat all that you can eat. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> like, just like bring bring snacks, bring Cliff bars. Like, uh, like if you want to get the lunch, that's fine. Just eat eat a small amount of it. Like, don't eat like this huge like heavy amount of food. Like, uh, yeah. don't drink a big like a big Coke uh, right in the middle of it, and a bunch of fries and a big barbecue sandwich. Like, like. Yeah. in the middle of the day like don't do that uh you can get the like you can get the hamburger i think that's fine like get the hamburger and eat like half of it and then and then drink a bunch of water and and eat like some sort of energy bar or, or trail mix i love trail mix uh something like that uh beef jerky you know something kind of that's gonna give Dude, you kind of constant energy that would be too much for me to eat half a hamburger an energy bar and a bunch of water like yeah it's too much I eat like. I didn't say you, you don't have to eat it all at all at one freaking time. Like, eat half the hamburger at lunch. If you're, like, if you're just starving, like eat half the hamburger yeah. at lunch, and then like a stage after, a stage later, eat half of a Cliff Bar, and then yeah, snack on some trail mix in between. Like, yeah. Ba- basically, what I do is I treat like there's no meal time. Yeah. For any for at any period until the match is over. Uh, like I get a, I get to the match, you know, like a. Some sort of bar usually, and then I drink drink water usually water all day long, and then just like every stage I'll eat a bar, or every other stage I'll eat a bar. But I do the same thing all day long until the sta- until the match is over, and then go out and have a good time. Yeah, I hate to also add one more thing, but I think it's important too. Is if you're the type of person that you drink a couple cups of coffee every morning, or you have a Mountain Dew every morning, or something. Drink two. Do the same thing. Make sure like you're like you're not like not having any caffeine today because you're going to shoot the match or something. Yeah. Make sure you yeah. just like at least approach it from kind of your normal level there. Yeah. Though yeah, I will say this in, in regards to that. I have induced like extra anxiety from, from caffeine, which has caused me to tone back. Like normally I can slam some Red Bulls, no problem. But you get like you slam some Red Bulls and then you go try to shoot a match where like the anxiety and the pressure is high anyway, like it can really induce some bad symptoms where it's like hard to breathe uh, kind of stuff. So should we keep have that in a mind. match? Should we have a match like that? Like maybe Ozarks, we should do it. Like you have to <laughs> drink a Red Bull every stage. No, so I'll tell you when this happened. <laughs> so when I went to shoot. Uh, the Desert Classic in New Mexico, is that where it is? High Desert Classic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're like getting I, – I bought a four-pack of Red Bulls for the this match. This like last year. It was like two years ago, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I bought a four-pack of Red Bulls that I was going to like sip on throughout the day. And at the gas station before the match, someone opened up the back of the tailgate and they fell out. And so one of them hit the ground and starts spewing everywhere. 
So I grabbed it and shotgunned it right there in the parking lot. <laughs> and so that's how my day started. Um, and there were many stages uh, in that match where like, I got up there and it was like, make ready. And it was difficult for me to breathe because it was just like, <laughs> it was, there was some anxiety and a lot of caffeine going. So you had to save your $2. On that, you couldn't let that two dollars go to waste. No, dude. I mean, there was a, a poor Red Bull spewing everywhere there in the parking lot. Yeah, I just picked it up and shotgunned it. Seems smart. Yeah, that's a good plan. Do that. <laughs> okay. Next question. Uh, okay. What is something? you all will be doing differently than you did in previous seasons heading into the 2022 season. Jeff, you're answering first. Me? Yeah. Uh, I plan on making a physical checklist. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I mean, other than that, I don't, I do have actually I do have more structured dry fire right now than I've ever had. Actually, I have a few things. This is a good question. So, one, I have actual target stands. I've never had like good target stands in my shooting career. Did I you got make a, them or buy them? I bought them because What'd you get? I, I had a gift card, so I bought some. Uh, I don't know, they're from Bass Pro. They're metal, adjustable. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I bought four. I thought they were like a sports sponsor or something. No. Yeah, so I have like really nice target stands that I've never had before. I've always just used PVC. Since like my very first year, I made some PVC ones, and they're pretty pretty banged up by now, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so I finally have target stands. I finally have uh, steel hangers that I can put some steel on. And I have structured dry fire. Like I have, I somewhat have a plan that I've created. Now I've put it in the Discord channel. Uh, I've been venturing from it because I've found it's not exactly what I want. So it still needs to be tweaked a bit. But I at least do have something that is like, if I don't know what to train one day, I can pull it up. I can look, see what I should work on that day and, and go from there. Uh, whereas before it's always just been like, you know, I stumble out there put my pants on, strap a gun on, and just start doing something, right? Uh, yeah. That's kind of always been my dry fire since the beginning of my shooting career. Um, but this year is the first year that I've had, like, some decent equipment, and I've had a plan for dry fire. So other than the ammo situation, I'm primed for success. I like it. Yeah. Good. Sasquatch? Not, right now, I haven't really thought of any changes. I mean, I'm sure when we really get going, I'll probably think of some things I want to change, but I haven't really started training hard for the season yet. So, uh, Ozark is pretty early, and I mean, we're shooting it so on staff day, so we could go work the match hang out. So, it's not, I'm not really considering it the start of my season. Uh, Dragon's Cup is my first, like, real major match so i'll probably start ramping up here and you know probably a week or two after 
Ozark, and then that's when I'll probably find, like, eh, you know, this didn't work well last year. I need to change this or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like, I have to, for me, it's, I mean, I think I've probably talked about this a little bit, but, like, I have to make do with less rounds this year. Um, part of that is the ammo shortage. I could scrounge, I have, I could scrounge, I mean, I could scrounge primers. I could shoot 50,000 rounds this year if I wanted to. I could I could make that happen, but part of it's also just I have two kids now. Like, I like so, like, that's different. Like, my life is just different than it was. Even with one kid, it's just different. Uh, like, the just the availability that, to go shoot um, is different. So I need to try to be more efficient with the time that I do use. Um, and so that's – dry fire has to be a little bit more intentional than I've, than it has had to be in the past when I could shoot basically as much as I wanted. Um, I got to be a little more intentional with that. And so I'm doing a lot more part-time stuff in dry fire. Um, there are dangers and challenges with that. Like it's real easy to, to round all the edges off too much uh, when you're just, when you're doing part-time. So I've got to be, I have to stay conscious of that um, while I'm doing it. But at the same time, those part-times do force you to not get lackadaisical. Uh, like they do force you to go hard and push hard. Uh, so there's like there's give and take there. Um, the other thing is I'm trying to do kind of uh, like I'm trying to do it kind of with my working, like my workouts, but also with, with training is it's kind of some, some bit of a six week kind of rotation. Like I want to kind of, do something for six weeks or so. And then it's like, okay, now it's going to be time to change up. Like these first six weeks, like I'm only, I've only live fired probably four times. Um, but it like, so, but like the first kind of six weeks, this first part of it, it's not a strict six weeks, but first part of it, mostly just uh, stand and shoot drills, maybe like short movements, but not like any sort of stage work. It's just like, it's just shooting fundamentals. Um, so it can be dot drills. It can be, uh, accelerator. It can be 50 yard standards, me strong hand weekend. Um, like my next drill is going to be, uh, it's going to be a kind of variation on like launching designated target type deal, like working a little bit of control of speed to accuracy to speed to accuracy type thing. Um, so it's kind of, so that's kind of what I'm working with a little bit. That's maybe a little bit different than I've done in the past. Um, what I'm hoping, like, this was kind of a bit of a topic, like, the way I work out, uh, Jeff talks more about his workouts on the, the Discord. I don't really talk about it as much on there. I talk about it to Jeff privately because, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't count if you've worked out, like, if you don't tell somebody that you've worked out, right? Exactly. Like, it doesn't really count. Yeah. So, you got to tell somebody. Um, mm -hmm. But the way I work out, like, it's it's really, like, a mat, like, the only workout that really matters is my like last one of the week. Right. It's like everything you've done like in the week prior to that. Yeah. Like that, that's important. Like you've got to do it, but you're doing it so that whenever you get to Friday, cause I work out Monday through Friday. I don't work out on the weekends like Jeff. Uh, but like it's to get you tired so that by Friday when like you work out and you're working out tired, that's where you're going to see some gains. Uh, that's my philosophy. Like I'm not, I'm not a, Jeff maybe I, he may be laughing at me right now, but uh, I mean that's a very different philosophy, not one that I've heard, but I like it. I like well, I mean it's like 
like if you work out, like say you've got a 30, 45 minute session, like the reps that matter, I think the reps that matter are the reps at the end of the session. Mm-hmm. Like much more so than the reps, like the reps at the beginning. And I do, I'm not doing heavy weights, so it may be different if you're doing heavy weights. But the reps at the beginning, like it's like I didn't, I could, I could work out for 10, 15 minutes and not necessarily do a whole lot. But by the time I get to 30 minutes in, it's like, that's when I'm tired. And that's when I'm going to see gains if I can push through those, through that tired. Uh, But I say that a little bit in that, like, I'm hoping that I'm at a career that like, maybe like the work that I've done in my shooting career, that's like, maybe it's, I'm at the point now where like, I can pay some dividends. Like, like if I can push through and, and get disciplined with my training, uh, like I need to be uh, that there's going to be some dividends there. And I've seen it in the, in the, the live fire that I've done this year. Like I've seen some, it's not perfect. I've only, I haven't shot a lot, uh, but like I've seen some stuff that's like, that's really good. Uh, and that's, that's some of that stuff is better than what I've seen in the last couple of years for sure. Um, hmm. Like what I'm seeing from behind the gun and stuff. Like again, like there's not, there's still mistakes in there. Uh, but there's some stuff that's like, okay, that's, that's really good. And there's like, if that's something that I can train to be consistent, then like, then I have the opportunity to really push and, and really do some good, uh, SM matches this year. Heck yeah. I don't know if that answers that guy's question at all, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. I think that was good. Yeah, the the training is something that I've also been thinking about quite a bit this year. I thought about it a little bit last year, just like training with more of a um, shooting in mind, I guess. Trying to, because like I don't just want to do, I don't know, weird little gimmicky exercises that look, you know, like holding two plates and acting like it's a gun and pushing out, pulling in, you know. I don't want to do like stupid shit like that all the time. But I do want to do exercises that I think will transfer over and make me more maneuverable or stronger at shooting. So it's just kind of trying to find those things, uh, which is interesting. But I mean, JJ's getting pretty ripped. Uh, I mean, he's always been pretty fit, but like he's getting pretty pretty ripped these days, and he posts a lot of his workouts on Instagram, so you could just yeah. mimic what he's doing. I mean, does ripped really matter, though? I mean, like, if you look at Nils, I would say no, or Mason. Like, right. I, I'm not trying to pick on Mills, Nils or Mason, but like, you I don't. Son of a bitch. I don't. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see like either of those guys. I'm like, oh, they're gym rats. Like, I don't. Like, yeah. I can't. I'm not. Pick, I'm not trying to pick on either one of those guys. Keep, uh, keep, keep going, Jeremy. Keep going. No, I'm done. Like, no, you're getting, You guys just try to egg me and get me into dig a hole. I'm not trying to dig a hole here. Keep digging. Uh, keep digging. I think, but I do think like it does, I mean, like, like being physically strong is helpful in this sport. Yeah. I don't doubt that. Like it, you know there, what I think is, is more it. helpful? I, I mean, it's kind of unrelated, but having big hands is more oh. helpful than having strong hands. Yes uh, or no? Yeah. Rob yeah. Latham has, has very small hands. For as big yeah. a guy as he is, his hands are small. Like right. He has to flip a 1911 to hit the mag release. Right, but I mean, you watch him shoot, and it's evident when you when you watch the gun, like you can tell he has small hands when you watch the gun, or I can. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you watch someone like Jared or Bob Crow shoot, and you're like, 
Yeah, they got big hands. I hate Black so, Crow. I hate him. Or I, Nils. I would, or Nils. Nils, too. He's the same way. I would say it's yes and no. Like, to a point, bigger is better because you get more surface contact with the gun, and you're likely a little bit stronger hands the bigger they are. Uh, but at a point, like, I mean, my hands are big enough, like, a lot of guns do not fit me well. Like, it's certainly a lot more of a challenge to have a gun that fits well. Yeah. I, I mean, don't that's, pinch, that's... like, like I pinch the shit out of my finger all the time loading. Yeah. Because it hangs over the bottom of the grip. Yeah. Shoot lemon and have a magwell. Problem yeah. solved. Fix it. Bam. <laughs> My my finger hangs over the stock magwell attack sport too. Uh, why would you run a stock magwell on the attack Because sport? nobody makes a magwell that is better than the stock one for that. Then shoot a twenty eleven. Well, Fairly I, superior. I, Stop I, complaining. I believe, I believe my employment would have an issue with shooting a twenty eleven. Then Dan Weston should make one. Put a Dan <laughs> Weston slide on it. It'll be fine. You're good. If you'll build it for free, I'll send you the parts. Uh, you find me a DWX, and we might have a might have a deal. <laughs> hey, oh, one other thing that this year is kind of different. Um, last year, I had knee issues all year. Uh, so at the end of twenty twenty, after nationals, I hurt my knee. So all through 2021, I basically could not work out my legs um, for the most part. I did stuff here and there. So I I had essentially zero, like, explosive power off of my right leg, which is my dominant leg. Um, And I seem to have figured that out, though it's not completely vanquished. There's slight discomfort, but I I can actually work out now. So that's another thing that is really good about this season. Like I'm actually going to have strong legs, stronger legs again. Um, so I'm excited about that as well. Oh, I have one other thing that I'm going to at matches try to do a little bit differently this year. Uh, like, I mean, we have like, obviously like we have like people know like a podcast, like we, we go, we eat Mexican food and we drink margaritas and we like, my goal is like the night before matches. Uh, I'm not gonna say like I'm not gonna drink at like zero. He's gonna go like, drink for drink with Sasquatch. No, yeah, uh, negative. Uh, <laughs> I do like I do wonder if if uh, if I, I mean like alcohol is gonna be detrimental to your like ability to focus and perform. Like it's like there's a reason why like top Olympic athletes like they don't drink like when they're at a serious event. Like they. Like they don't, um, and so I'm going to try to. I mean, it's not like I was going and getting like wasted drunk. Like I don't want to give that impression that I was just being like ridiculous with it. But it's like okay, like maybe maybe a drink the night before a match, like nationals, like probably nothing. Um, like before the match gets started, uh, just to do everything I can. Like this is such a mental sport. Like it's there's so much. A, there's a lot of physicality to it. There's a lot of like uh, fun shooting fundamentals that go into it. But man, it's such a mental sport. Like it, like like this in golf. Like there's so much mental p- stuff that goes into it um, that you got to do everything you can to try to make your mental game as strong as possible. And yeah. alcohol is usually not 
even in responsible limits, like alcohol is not like a a helpful thing towards that. Yeah. I think like the one match, one, I maybe didn't drink like two at two matches maybe last year before the match towards the end of the season. And the last one was uh, area three where I got COVID. So maybe should have had a couple of margaritas there. We should have. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I plan on probably not drinking the day before matches, but with the exception of the Ozarks, cause yeah, you know, yeah. Ozarks is, uh, Ozarks is <laughs> not a serious match for us. Uh, I mean like I'll be pissed if I shoot like crap, but it's still just like, it's a fun match. I'm going to modify a quote here a little bit for you too. Okay. Beer and margaritas. Are for children and pregnant women, so it's okay if you drink them. <laughs> okay, that's probably a saying among Sasquatches. <laughs> Would be my guess. Like when they have their their conventions and rallies in the deep woods I'm, of British Columbia, uh, that's that's something they say. I'm pretty sure the last time I had margaritas was with you guys too. Like I don't drink them very often otherwise. Really? Yeah, I, I, make, really... Them, I make them every once in a while. I get I get beer at my local Mexican restaurant. Seven fifty pitchers, man. I we know that you're all about quant, price for quantity. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, such a good that it's a good sense. value. Yeah, I've had both beer and margaritas this week. I've had neither of those. Um. What do you guys want to get one more or you want to call it a day? Let's call it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's been good. Okay. Do you guys have any uh, final comments? Uh, join Discord. Like, mm-hmm. join Discord and, like, give us feedback. Give us, like, let us know what you're – we have, like, an I train today thing and we don't get, like – Jeff talks on it a lot, and I talk about it like maybe half as much as Jeff does. Um, and other people don't like. Let's hear. I want to hear what people are doing in Dry Fire, but also like questions, listener questions. These were good this week. Um, yeah, I think that helps us. Like, we get better com. We get better content whenever we have questions from listeners. So, Discord's a great place to uh, to put that on. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things. If you have things that you want to email in, business inquiries or anything like that, we do have a actual podcast email. It's thehitfactorpodcast at gmail.com. So you can send anything uh, to that email address. Also join the Discord um, to chat us up in there, submit questions, talk about gear, uh, talk about training, see what I'm training. Sometimes Jeremy talks about training. Uh, Jared... He plays video games, and you can at least see when he's playing a video game if you join Discord. So you can see his little name and and see that he's playing video games. So, I mean, it's it's a nice touch, I guess. Um, Also, uh, in the future, uh, we may be doing some sort of patron program where our Discord is going to be uh, a group of our patrons. So if you want to get in before that happens, I suggest you jump in the Discord now. Because uh, it may be limited access in the future. So, little side note there. 
Um, we are currently looking for show sponsors, uh, episode sponsors, business partners for the podcast. Uh, we're moving in that direction. So if you have something or you want to get involved or be a partner, shoot something over to our email and hopefully we can work something out together. Do you have the hats, Jeff? The hats yeah, where's are, the hats? They are in route. Oh, they, I thought you had them already. No, no, they've been shipped from the embroiders. So they are on their way to my local store. I should probably pick them up this week and we will have them. I'm looking forward to the hats. Yeah. Going to be baller. Yeah, there's a nice little surprise on them. I think everyone's really going to like. It's going to be good. Maybe maybe we will do we should do a giveaway for our Discord uh participants. Like if you've commented on Discord, then like you can get entered into a raffle for a hat. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. Like I it. like it. All right. Stop recording. Damn it. Uh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>